You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show Jerry. All right, we're back. It's Monday. Jerry and Al with you for the post-show, post-game podcast. Uh, we're actually going to do some sports today because there's some pretty good topics. Today was like crazy with the basketball uh, and even with the baseball. And so we did not speak at length about the golf. And first people will probably be like, well, why are you even bothering with the golf? Well, because it's Tiger Woods. And if you weren't around over the weekend, Tiger, who was not bad at all, actually on Friday after being so-so Thursday, put up an 85 on Saturday, and he looked bad doing it. And I actually caught some of it. And then the ultimate insult, Dallas, he's got to play on Sunday, and because they had an odd amount of golfers, you know, the guy who's in last place going into Sunday always, if they have an odd amount of golfers, will play by themselves. And sometimes they'll put a marker out there with them. A guy will just kind of play alongside them to pace them. The other Tiger just play by himself, and he played in two and a half hours, basically. But Tiger Woods puts up an 85 on Saturday, and I – I know you don't get it. I'll be honest with you. I don't get it either. I mean, he's 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 awful at times. So that's he's last place. Well, yeah. So you start with let's say 140 golfers on Thursday. The bottom 70 don't make the cut. They're out. So he made the cut. So saying he finished last in this tournament is not technically accurate, but he finished last of those that made the cut and finished the tournament. The thing I don't understand about it, I understand like when a quarterback gets old and a running back gets old, and and even in baseball, you you lose something off your fastball. I guess I don't understand the physicalness of golf to to feel like an older guy like Tiger Woods is getting older, so he's losing something. When golf, people will tell. I hear people say it's a mental game. It's how you mentally prepare. It's all these things. So what is his problem? Well, his problem is he can't hit driver, number one. Number two, his putting has been a problem of late. Usually it's been a strength of his. Uh, he did not putt well this weekend. So, that's so how does issue. that change? That the driving, me, the driving, understand physically. Maybe sure. he can't swing it as hard. Absolutely, but putting, how putting, does, he's either not focused. He's not reading the greens properly. It's in his head. You ever hear of the thing called the yips? The yips, yes. All right, so players. I'm not saying I'm not saying he has the yips by any stretch, but it's happened to me from time to time. Um, so I actually understand it. You'd be sitting over a three foot putt when. 98 out of 100 times, you just go and you tap it in. Maybe you're playing for 10 bucks with your buddies or something, and all of a sudden you got a three footer to win the hole, and it's like, yep, and you just kind of like just pull it slightly left, and you just don't. It's a lack of focus. I find it hard to believe that the guy who beat everybody with his mind, literally, and intimidation, um, it's probably the right way to say it, that he has lost that. In, in terms of being focused on the golf course, you watch him, he looks focused. Those eyes look like they could stare right through you. And yet at the same time, he can't hit a ball straight off the tee. And his putting, again, recently has not been good. He also goes through countless swing changes. And this comes back to what you said. 
If what you're doing is working, what are you doing? Right. It, it worked from the time you were a little kid up until how, when did he start getting not so good? Well, ironically enough, this all started after the issue incident with his wife. Yeah. I mean, he went from on top of the world to hell. He came back a little bit, played better in spurts, but he has never, never, never become or gotten back to the level he was at. So what, So that Thanksgiving when the wife took the clubs to his car, yeah. at that moment he was on top of his game? Like he yes, was and no one, one was One of the him. top golfers or the top golfer in the world. Correct. No one was near him. And then all that chaos in his life. Yeah, and what's happened too is, in my opinion, why this has happened, and we'll move on, in my opinion was everybody else that played alongside him kind of saw him as a human being again. Like, oh, look what this guy did. Screw him. And then he comes back, he doesn't play well at first, and all of a sudden guys are like, you know what? We can beat him. And now all these 20-year-olds, they're like, hey, look at the old guy. And I think part of the driving problem he has, I don't think he can wrap it around his head that he can't hit the ball as far as these 20-year-olds. And that comes into, you know, I think if he just played with a three-wood, a seven-iron, and a putter, he would do better than he did Saturday. So that's got to be crazy for these young guys that are like 20 years old, that they're they're beating Tiger Woods. And beating him soundly. Yeah, Jordan easily. Spieth right now is such a better golfer than Tiger Woods professionally. It's not even funny. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Jerry, I switch pitcher debuted in Major League Baseball over the weekend. Uh, Pat Vendetti, you tell me his name is. Correct. He threw two scoreless innings. I'm not sure why we're not making more of a big deal of this story. So the guy can pitch lefty and righty. Yes. And for everyone calling me and tweeting me saying Craig was saying amphibious instead of ambidextrous, he does that on purpose. It's unbelievable, isn't I it? I thought it was clear he was joking. It was not. Many people called me. I don't people get how people me. don't understand. Yes. Um, so this is what I don't understand. So who gets to dictate? So let's say this this switch pitcher yes. is facing a switch hitter. Yes, which who, has happened before. Who gets to dictate who I'm makes glad you the asked final that decision? Question, I don't know. I will go back to, I think it was 2007 or eight when he was pitching for the Staten Island Yankees playing the a game. The same dude? Yes, Pat Vendetti. He was pitching for the Yankees in Staten Island playing uh, in Brooklyn against the Cyclones. So he goes out there. He's got the glove on his left hand. He's going to pitch righty. A switch hitter comes up for the Cyclones. He looks at his hand. He switched to the lefty. So Vendetti switches his glove. The batter switches. This goes on for <laughs> four minutes. <laughs> Finally, the umpire calls time. The coaches come out and they argue. I believe they have changed the rule or made it a rule. I believe the batter now has to dictate what stand, what side of the plate they're going to uh, be on. And then he can adjust to that. Fair? I don't think any of it's fair. Because either one one of them is going to get the advantage. So it's not really fair whatever the rule is. But one of them has to declare now. And then you once you're set, you're set. Right. As a, I'm telling you, if you go to YouTube, it's one of the funniest videos you'll ever see. And I was only refreshed with it. Because I had seen it a few years ago because it became a YouTube sensation. And I guess it was on Saturday morning my buddy came over and he goes, you know, do you see this uh, switch-handed picture? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, there's a video about him. So it took, it took me a couple minutes. I found it, though. And it's hysterical. I mean, they're literally the back and forth. They'll take the glove off, switch the gloves. But it's really actually very funny. And he has one glove now that fits on both hands. Yes, correct. So he can throw with either hand. So why isn't this guy a bigger star? Why Why was he, all these years ago, you're it, telling me he pitched against the Brooklyn Cycle, and he's just now getting in, and he'll be gone. Because and... he's not that good. Yeah, I should say this the right way. I'm not, I don't want to say he's not that good. If you've gotten to this level, you're awesome. I don't, so 
Take it for but what comparatively. it's worth. At the major league level, he has not been consistent enough and good enough. He's been a minor leaguer basically forever. He's getting an opportunity now. I think what it goes to show is this whole lefty-on-lefty, righty-on-righty thing, while we make a big deal of it, and I know the numbers will in some cases bear out that it really does work. I mean, look at Lucas Duda this year. He's killing lefty. So what? I don't think it's as big a deal as we make it out to be. If you're a really good lefty, then it's going to be an advantage. If you're an average lefty, you can go up against a lineup of nine lefties. They're still going to bang you around the park. Do you think, just like the game of golf we were discussing, it's a head, it gets in your head, where if I'm a lefty batter and they bring in a lefty pitcher, I, I think mentally, oh, I can't hit this guy as well. It's possible, but I think it depends on, A, how far of a reach you have. Remember Daryl Strawberry could not hit lefties that came over the top and kind of across their body? And if you put that on the outside part of the plate or just off, he swung and missed nine times out of ten because he also stood far away from the plate because he had a long reach with his arms. So I think for certain guys, it's more than just a head game. I think it's physical. They really can't reach the pitch. Some guys, yeah, it might be. Is it that much of a difference if a lefty's throwing against a lefty than a righty? Like, does the righty see the ball yes. better? Well, he does. because, think about it. A righty batter, unless the lefty is throwing a pitch that's going to tail away, every pitch is going to dive in towards you. Much easier to turn, twist, and get your hips open. As opposed to a lefty who's diving down, chasing it. The one thing I've never understood is why there's not the same effect righty on righty. Right. What the hell is the difference? And yet, again, if you look at the numbers, statistically, there's not much of an advantage righty on righty as opposed to the lefty on lefty thing. Well, this is strange, too. When we were at that uh, celebrity softball game, I was playing catch before the game. Yeah. And I was playing catch with the lefty. I'm trying to think who it was. Uh, but it, even playing catch with a lefty, the ball just looked different coming at me of... <laughs> From a lefty versus a righty. Right. So when you take balls from a lefty, yeah. they tail away from you. Yes. And the righty, it's more of a straight. I don't know. So it's- maybe Keyshawn Johnson all those years ago was right. He, when he said Chris Sims, couldn't he couldn't catch the balls from Chris Sims because Chris Sims is a lefty. It might be. And he was seeing the balls differently. I'll say this. There's definitely an advantage for a lefty pitcher I, for whatever reason. And I actually, you can laugh at me, and you guys laughed at me for my outfit, but when I did the alumni baseball game at the high school, uh, in Homedale at St. John Vianney, and we went up against one of their starting pitchers who was a lefty. Now, I ground it right back to the shortstop, which was fine, but it was one of these cases. The movement on the ball was unbelievable. I mean, it literally, it was almost like it moved sideways in on my hands, and it was rapid, like it was fast. The right, I don't ever remember, even in even in my days uh, playing a fall ball at college, I don't ever remember a righty throwing like that. So, I don't know, very interesting. Hey, Al, I know you saw this story over the weekend, and it's not good. A woman um, broken bat into the crowd at Fenway Park. Woman gets hit. Uh, She's going to be okay, but things did not look good. She was in serious condition at first. I believe it was on Saturday or Sunday. And it brings up a question I've had actually for quite a while. There was a girl in a hockey game. It's got to be 15 years ago now. Uh, that got hit with a puck sitting behind the goal, like 25 rows up. The girl ultimately passed away, and she was only 11 or 12. And hockey made the immediate change where they put the nets much higher. Uh, matter of fact, they put nets up. It would, the, all you had was the glass before that point. And they put the nets up behind the goal really high, and so they kind of prevented that from happening. And, you know, we've seen these broken bats go into the crowd a lot. And I know a couple of buddies of mine have actually – We've discussed why we don't have nets going down the sides of uh, baseball stadiums. And I almost wonder if something like this, and it's good that it looks like she's going to be okay, forces Major League Baseball to do something about this. Because it's one thing if you're not paying attention to get with a foul ball that pops over a guy, fine, you get a bruise, I got it, I get it. But something like this, you shouldn't go to a ball game and get a bat put in your face 
because it, it, it's got to be changed, I guess is my point. Yeah, even though I was watching the Met game yesterday and Jacob DeGrom was batting, and he the bat just came out of his hands swinging and That's it almost went thing. into the crowd. That's right. So you would you like it down the whole side, like where screaming line drives would go also? I, I think, yeah. I think if you're going to get foul balls, you get foul balls that are high pop-ups that go into the crowd. You're still going to have a, a bunch of them. It's not like they're going to you know, go away. I don't know if you if you've ever been in the crowd with one of these line drives that comes near you, and I'm amazed people don't die and get hit in the head with these things. Yeah, I, I've n- it's never happened at a game that I was at, but I'll see it. Uh, you know, watching a game and a guy just really gets a hold of a line drive and it goes just in into a crowd of people. Yeah, and then I don't know how people what what happens. Like it's got to hit. It has to hit something to stop. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, this woman. I, I did you happen to watch the videotape of them taking her out? I did see that. Was, I, I've not watched the video of the hit because I don't even. I don't need to see it. I know. What I don't it think is. I saw the hit. I don't even know if it's out there. I don't want to see it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's terrible. But they had the woman uh, when they were taking her out. She was screaming. Like, it was, yeah, it was weird. Uh, Deadspin had a bunch of uh, horrible, just horrible. So I would. Yeah, I'm what you just said. You take the net, you go whatever it is, 20 feet in the air. That's probably what they've got to be. It does not impede your vision at all. And anybody that says it does, you're stupid because it doesn't. The net, it, it, it's so fine, and you can see right through it. And you just take it down, and you got to cover, I would think. you got to go beyond first and third base. Right. And then you can free up from there. Hmm. So. Jerry, let's right, get light in the mood, please. Let's get back to something I like talking about, toilets. So I was reading that Jerry Seinfeld, you know, we're practically best friends, uh, uh, Jerry. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're closer to best friends than not knowing them. Uh, that's true. Thank you. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's wife has got him a uh, Father's Day gift already, even though Father's Day is a couple weeks away still. Uh, she says, I got him a toilet. Uh, but it's a Toto brand toilet. So I didn't know what that meant, a Toto brand did toilet. Did you Google it? I did Google it. I was on the Toto website, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, they make fancy toilets, essentially. Although she said in this article that she got her that she got him a Toto brand toilet that oscillates. What the hell does that mean? Exactly. So I had to go Google that now. Doesn't Let's, oscillate mean go in circles? Yeah. Oscillate says move or swing back and forth at a regular speed. I think she's incorrect there. Hmm. I think it might be one of those toilets like that Boomer Got Craig, which will squirt water in your butt when you're done and then also blow dry your butt when you're done <laughs> with heated uh, water. And then didn't Craig leave the house he was he, in? He left that toilet in the last apartment <laughs> he rented. That's terrible. And it's like an $800 toilet. Yes. That, this, this place has $1,000 toilets. Now, what guy, do you have one of these in your house? I don't, although I would be interested in it. Although you can't just buy it and hook it up. It's got a, you have to get a plumber because now you need water going into the toilet seat. Right, so it can shoot up. Yeah, it can shoot up. Not just out. I don't, I just don't understand how it would even possibly work because how is it aiming to where your butt area is? I, I, I don't have one of these. I'm not one of the rich and famous. I don't know. Yeah. I think I would I would like to try one. I would also wonder why we don't have a bidet like they do in France, where you would, as soon as you're done going to the bathroom, it cleans your bottom. Yeah, that's what it should be. Versus dry paper. I happen to agree with you. Which, And you know what? I've used those baby wipes. They don't really work. I need like nine baby wipes. Are we really doing this? <laughs> like, why would you tell anybody this? You're the same guy. Everybody, he's the same guy that if he goes into the bathroom and someone's in a stall 
He's begging God above that that person doesn't come out of the stall. Right. Because if that person comes out, now he's got a vision in his head. You have just given everybody the most disgusting vision, and you, you're like, you're proud of it. And those aren't flushable, so those have to go right in the garbage. That's disgusting. I'm doing a whole podcast. Uh, this Tomorrow I'm putting up a podcast right, that I did with Joe Beningo. Yes, my, which is going to be great. My standard interview podcast, yeah. which was very good. Joe was great. Uh, but this week I'm recording one with my friend. We're just going to do public bathroom etiquette and all bathroom related topics so i'm going to bring this up then also uh but it'll be a whole podcast about that bathroom etiquette cbs bathroom doing things no i don't think they listen to these <laughs> i'm pretty sure they don't listen to these things there's so many podcasts jerry they can't be listening Probably to all not of them you signed up for <laughs> yeah no but that's a bo- al's boring podcast that's separate from this listen you do what you got to do i just like how you go from guests and in certain cases some big guests yes to public bathroom etiquette yes now jerry what will you do tonight there's no mets there's no Yankees. Correct. There's no NBA Finals. Will you be watching this uh, nonsense NHL Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, we'll put it on when we get home. I have a T-ball game at 6 o'clock. Then at 7 o'clock, I'm swinging over to another field to watch a game that we're, team we're going to be playing uh, this weekend. You're scouting. I, I just I just want to watch to see who wins. I'm not really scouting because mm, I would see, scout. we've played these teams. Okay. There's nothing to scout. I just want to see who's, who's winning. So I'll keep them there. The kids like being at the fields, go get food and all this stuff. It's fun. And then at 8 o'clock, we'll go home, and I guarantee you my older my older son will put the hockey game on. Now, more importantly, what can we expect from your uh, updates tomorrow? There's no Mets sound, no I Yankees sound, no, no basketball sound. I, yeah. You're hoping something crazy goes on in, in Major League Baseball. There's well, always something, say, Yes, there's always something. You've got, uh, I think there are nine baseball games tonight, so I'll find. I'll try, like, even this morning. If you go to it, I actually had some really, like the Red Sox had seven runs in the eighth inning, and some of the calls were actually pretty good as they came back and beat the A's. Uh, you had the Astros getting swept away. The Blue Jays won. Jose Reyes, I don't know if you know this, Jose Reyes was on second base on a pop-up, and the shortstop catches it and falls over Reyes and drops the ball or something like that. And the Blue Jays wanted, I'm um, not the Blue Jays, I'm sorry, the Astros wanted like base runner interference called on Reyes, who's like, dude, I'm on the base. So there were little things like that I could have done today, yes. which, I mean, hell, I barely got to the Mets today. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to have to look for those types of things. So to we look, look forward the, to that. Uh, if you want to call it that, these are days that I get nervous about. I but, have anxiety about. Yes, and, and sometimes as a producer, I used to get anxiety on those, but those shows tend to be our better shows in general. Yeah, well, you're letting these guys do what they do, and you can kind of get away from the sports and humanize them as Craig says about Boomer. But it could also be one of those days because of the lack of things going on where they go, what else, Jerry? And you go, uh, that's... I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, he wants... He's talking about... I asked him about the U.S. women's soccer team today, and part of my... In my head was, you know, let's get some soccer sound, if we can find it. Soccer sound. And then um, he said, yeah, he wants the goal calls. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to have goal calls. I might be able to get one of the girls after the match. Right. Sounding like she's 12, but I, we're not going to have goal calls. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing today. Because here's the problem today, all right? If I run a highlight from, let's say, the Rays and Mariners. I know they played yesterday. I'm just throwing that out there. Craig's going to look at me and say, what the F are you doing? Yeah, why are we playing this? Right. If I play a highlight from the Lightning and Blackhawks, I'm going to look to my right, and you're going to say, what the F are we doing? <laughs> If I don't play the hockey, Boomer's going to say, hey, there was a Stanley Cup game last night. What the F are you doing? Right. And here I'm sitting here saying, what the F am I doing? Right. I've got nothing to do. So I, I have anxiety already about it. Hmm. 
Maybe Vendetti will pitch again. I can do that. Oh, story. I would love a Vendetti pitch. Former again. Yankee. Is he a reliever? So he's yes. not a uh, he's not a starting no he's lefty a relief, righty relief pitcher. And what team's he on? The A's. The A's. Correct. Are the Astros still a good team? They've lost four straight now, but really? they are still in first place. How about this? There's another thing I would have done today, but I didn't get to it. Mike Pelfrey won again. I Eight love Mike innings, Pelfrey. Scoreless ball. The Twins are still in first place in the Central. Love Mike. Did you Pelfrey. know the Tigers just came off of an eight-game losing streak? I did not. The Tigers. I pay only attention to Mets and Yankees. That's what's you know baseball is just so. Um, what do we call that? Regional. It's very regional versus the other sports. A lot of good storylines though right now. Yeah. How about how about the pitcher? How about if I if I just say Chris Archer to you, what would you say? I know he's a major leaguer, but I don't know anything about him. So you don't know that he leads. Major League Baseball and strikeouts this year. No. He had 11 yesterday in the Rays one. The Rays keep winning. Who, who's oh, on right. the Rays? Rays, yes. The Rays have nobody. Yeah. Except for Evan Longoria and Chris Archer. The Rays. And they keep winning. Jose Lobaton. Is he on the... No, he's not on the Rays. Maybe he is. And also a good night where if you owe your wife uh, watching uh, some type of... Uh, oh, no, I'm going to bed. ...chick flick or something, this would be the night. No, when there's nothing going on. Sleep. Sports-wise. I'm still going to bed. It's even better of a reason when I get home. All right, go Matthew, right to watch sleep. the hockey. Guys, got to go to bed. I recommend I watched this weekend when sports wasn't on the Allen Iverson documentary, which is on demand on Showtime if you have that. That was good. I watched the 30 for 30 on Reggie Miller and the Knicks. Oh, I don't know. And they showed a very young Jerry Seinfeld in the crowd. Really? On a couple of occasions, yeah. Interesting. Where uh, Reggie was battling with uh, Spike Lee. All of that stuff, yes. And I did not realize how good his sister, I knew she was great. I didn't know, the funny story and thing, and then we can wrap it. Where Miller in high school goes for 40 points, his team wins, he gets in the car, and he's like, yeah, that's right, because his sister always beat him. He's like, 40 points, we won. And his sister looks at his dad, at their dad, and she's like, that's not bad. He goes, oh, what'd you do? Would you go for 50? She goes, 105, actually. <laughs> and it was a true story. She scored 105 points in a game. That's called impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. All right, I got to go. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, peace. Stars of the show, Alan Jerry.